Hey, this is John Legadakis of johnlegadakis.com and I want to thank you for joining me on this podcast. This podcast is a live recording of an interview I do each week with other internet marketers, personal development and business leaders where we talk about how we can better promote our products and services online, get more traffic and make more sales. I hope you get a lot out of today's recording. Hello and welcome to the podcast everyone. It's great to have you here. Thank you so very much for joining us. I'm joined today by by a very special guest, Jordan Goodman from the US. Thank you so much for joining us, Jordan. Great to be with you, John. Now, let me tell you a bit about Jordan Goodman. He is known as America's Money Answer Man. He has been answering America's questions about personal and small business finance topics for more than 35 years. He was the Wall Street correspondent at Money Magazine for 18 years, was a regular financial analyst for NBC News for nine years, Marketplace Radio for six years, and is a regular guest on numerous national and local TV and radio shows. He also hosts the weekly Money Answers radio show on the Voice America Business Network. Jordan has written 14 books, including Fast Profits in Hard Times, Master Your Money Type, and The Dictionary of Finance and Investment Terms. A lot of experience you know, with media, but a lot of experience with finance. We're so very fortunate to have you with us, Jordan. But before we talk about money stuff, Jordan, what I like to do, actually I didn't mention this to you before we got started, so I hope I don't put you on the spot. But what I like to do, Jordan, okay. is just to get a bit of an idea of the person. So, sure. so if you don't mind, please tell us a little bit about who Jordan Goodman is, uh, maybe on a more personal level. So tell us a bit about what made you, you know, get into money stuff um, and, and what was life like for you growing up, influences in your life and so forth. Sure. So I grew up in New England. My father was a professor at Brown University at Ivy League College. I started as a, uh, I, would, I always called myself a journalist slash entrepreneur, <laughs> a journalist doing all these books and radio and TV shows, but also helping people in various ways. So I started at age 12 uh, delivering uh, the newspaper in Cape Cod on, on, in Massachusetts, where we have a house in the summer. So I, I wrote for the paper and delivered it at the same time. <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. my wow. little trick was, there was a, we were in a place called Hyannis, which has a harbor that goes out to Nantucket and Martha's Vineyard, these two islands off of Massachusetts. And so I would pick up the extra newspapers that were, were going to be thrown out and then bring them down to the, the ships and, and sell them to all people who were just waiting around with nothing to do. Uh, and by the time the ship took off, everybody had a newspaper and I had no cost of goods whatsoever. So that was my first entrepreneurial venture at age 12. I'd have a lot of black ink on my hands, but I'd make $200 on a day or something like that, which was a lot of it. Wow. At 25, 50 cents a pop, you know. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> so that was the very beginning. So I've always, so my mission is to help people improve their personal, financial, and business life in every way possible. And so I'm the money answers man because I answer people's questions on call and radio shows and the TV shows and speeches and webinars and just every way possible and just love to do it. And I'm going to warn the listeners, I'm going to give specific websites, phone numbers, practical things. So I'll give some advice, but then I'm going to give a specific place that people can take the advice and put it into action. I'm about action, not just general advice. So whatever it may be, helping people in small businesses, helping them with their mortgages, helping them with their investments, 
um, I just love to help people, and I know a lot of resources that can really help people, and, and I think we'll, we'll get a lot of good information out during this time together. Oh, excellent. Thank you for that, Jordan. And one of the things that people are going to be facing right now, maybe have a lot of questions about, in the U.S., you've got a new president, President Trump. Well, at the time that we're recording this, it's, it's late, it's 20th of December, 2016. By the time this goes live, President-elect Trump will be President Trump. What changes can people expect and what advice do you give? I guess, yeah, sorry, economic changes can people expect under President Trump and what can they do to take advantage of that? Dramatic changes across the board. Basically, everything that President Obama did the last eight years is going to be reversed when you get down to it in every area, in healthcare, in trade, in taxes, in infrastructure, in oil and gas, in labor, in environmental. I could go on and on. Everything that's been done is going to be reversed. So it's going to be massive change. People voted for change. Some people like it, some people don't, but that's what's going to happen. So, I mean, it's almost too much to go through, but let me just give you a few highlights here, okay? Taxes. So clearly tax rates are going to come down sharply for both individuals and corporations. Corporations now taxed at 35% going to come down to 15%, uh, which is great for big companies, but even smaller companies who are in many cases taxed at the corporate rate. If you run a subchapter S or some kind of a small business, you're going to be taxed at a much lower rate, meaning you'll get to keep more of your profits, which you can either invest back in the business or spend or do other things with it. So that's going to be a major boost to the economy, getting corporate rates down. And it's going to bring a lot of money, which is now held overseas, back into the U.S., we're talking about something like $2.5 trillion is now being parked overseas because our tax rates are so high. By getting them down, they're going to bring a lot of that money back, invest in infrastructure and things like that. So that's on the corporate side. And on the individual side, there are currently seven tax brackets. That would be reduced to three, probably 33%, 28%, and 12%, you know, something like that, which, again, will bring a lot of money back into the economy, People's taxes are going to go down. They're going to invest it. They're going to save it. They're going to spend it. So all this money is going into the private sector and reducing the public sector dramatically. And I think that's going to create a lot of economic growth. We've been growing in the United States at maybe 2%, sometimes even less than that. I think this plus other steps could have us growing at 4 and 5%. And I'd say the America is going to become, already has and will become more so, the locomotive of the world. It had been China. And China slowed down for all kinds of reasons. They've kind of overproduced. Uh, and America's going to become the engine of world economic growth because it needs it. <laughs> There's a lot of slow growth or, or no growth in Japan and Europe and Australia even as well. And the, the, the world needs a, a world economic engine. And that's what the America's going to become. So that's one of the big changes, taxes. In the regulatory sphere, complete reversal of everything Obama's done. Repealing the health care law, Obamacare, all the labor regulations like on minimum wages, a lot of the environmental regulations which have destroyed the coal industry and made it hard to drill on oil and gas federal lands, um, just a whole bunch of different things. The financial industry, there's something called the fiduciary rule which has been coming, which will probably be repealed. Maybe Dodd-Frank, the regulation on uh, tightening financial controls that came in after the crash of 2008. So it's very, very widespread. All these regulations are going to be reduced dramatically, which, again, frees up capital and frees up people to do things. If they feel they're going to 
not be kind of stifled by the, the federal government, and they're going to get to keep more of their profits. They're going to invest. They're going to grow. People are going to spend. John Maynard Keynes, the famous economist, talked about the animal spirits being unleashed, and that's what's about to happen in the U.S. So I think it's a very positive thing, and I want your listeners to take advantage of it. But, I mean, in brief, that's, that's the big change that's about to happen here. Yeah, it's really exciting. And that means, as you're saying, people are going to have more money. One of the things that you also talk about, Jordan, to help people is, and something you mentioned to me earlier that they may not be aware of, is they can actually pay off their mortgages faster. So they can have extra money coming in because of less taxes. Correct. Uh, what, what advice would you give to them as far as handling their mortgages? So there's a strategy called mortgage equity optimization which people are very familiar with in Australia, but not that much in America, actually, or Canada. And basically, it allows you to pay off a 30-year mortgage in five to seven years, something like that, um, and on your existing level of income. It's an amazing thing that most people, and banks will certainly never tell you about it, because they want you to be on the hook for 30 years, and even better, refinance and start a new 30-year clock all over again. Right? So that's, that's, you're not going to get help from the bank on this at all. So basically, here's how it works. And I'm always going to give websites and practical things to help people implement it. A website for this is called truthinequity.com, truthinequity.com. So just briefly, here's how it works, John. Um, Instead of keeping your money, your cash flow and your salary and all that in a checking account, sitting there earning nothing, you, you open a home equity line of credit, or what's called a HELOC, which is a liquid line. You can put money in. You can take it out whenever you like. You keep your money in the HELOC, and it pushes down your principal every day. If you owed $50,000 in your HELOC, you put $1,000 in, you now owe $49,000. So you're paying interest on a reduced amount of principal, and then you pay your bills out of the HELOC, and over time, you're making a lot of progress in your principal every day, and literally over you know, five to seven years, you can have the whole thing paid off. There's three things you need to make that work, John. The first one is you've got to have positive equity in your house. You can't borrow against it if there's nothing in the house. You can't be underwater. Second thing, you need a decent credit score, maybe 680 or higher, to be able to qualify for the HELOC. And third, probably most important, is you have to have positive cash flow during the month, more money coming in than going out during the month, because that positive cash flow is what's pushing down the principal all the time and allowing you to pay it off much quicker. So I have literally saved your, your listeners 25 years off their mortgage and tens of thousands of dollars that they don't know they're even wasting. <laughs> the banks are certainly not going to tell them about it. And again, a free website to find out more is truthinequity.com. They actually will profile, you do a personal profile with your numbers and you say, based on the numbers you just gave us, it's going to take you 28 years to pay off your mortgage with what you're doing now. And with the numbers you just gave us, you can pay it off in 6.2 years, however it comes out. And they show you step by step how to do it. So, that's a strategy that's particularly – I love people getting out of debt, and that's the biggest debt that people have. Yeah, and I think you're being even modest there too, Jordan, If you're, you know, when you mentioned that you're saving them tens of thousands. Because if you cut off 23 years – I mean, that's just amazing in itself. 20, you know, 23 years of more financial freedom than what you would have had. Right. But, but the, the amount of interest, just pure interest that you pay over a 30-year period is more than the actual – amount that you Price borrowed counts. so Correct. you know you're saving yourself six figures we're talking six figures well on some, depending on the mortgage of course but depending on the size of the house but you're right it can be that that amount because with a traditional mortgage all the interest is front and loaded the first 10 to 15 years after 15 years 
with a traditional mortgage, you might pay off 10% of the principal, something like that. Yeah. And then if you refinance, which the banks encourage you to do, you're going to start a new 30-year clock all over again and just throw away 15 years of interest to start a new clock, even though the interest rate may be lower and the payment may be lower. The main thing is the bank got you on the hook for another 30 years. <laughs> it's just outrageous. And meanwhile, your money is sitting in the checking account working for the bank. The, the whole new idea here is your money is actually working for you instead of the bank. And uh, that's what I like about it. Yeah, yeah. In actually earning money, so in being, uh, so that's a great way to use our existing money wisely. What advice, Jordan, would you give for people that want to earn income in a low, in, a rising but low interest rate environment like that we have right now? So this has been a big problem. We've had interest rates at very low levels. In fact, negative interest rates for quite a few years here. I mean, literally, if you go to Japan or parts of Europe, you get minus one or two percent. You don't earn anything. You you only lose a little bit. But there's no possibility of earning. Um, now, since Trump was elected, interest rates have risen quite sharply in the United States and start to some extent around the world. So you're in this situation where you have low interest rates that are rising. So if you keep your money in traditional vehicles like bonds, uh, real estate investment trusts, utilities, master limited partnerships, things that give you a yield of 3, 4, 5% and interest rates rise, your principal is going down far, far more than your earning an income. So that's not a good solution in a rising interest rate environment. So I'll tell you what I'm doing with my money that's a perfect solution for this is what are called commercial real estate income funds because there's a way of earning an 8% yield with no market fluctuation and no commissions of any kind either. There's a website for that too, commercialrealestateincomefunds.com. They've also got a phone number, 888-444-2102. And what they do is they lend money to high-quality commercial real estate projects, apartment buildings, shopping centers, office buildings, medical buildings, whatever it may be, that need the money for a short-term uh, reconstruction, renovation of the project one way or the other. And not only do they use the money to renovate it, but once the project is complete and they sell it at a profit, you, the fund shareholder, get a piece of the profit. So there's a, a profit-sharing distribution that happens quarterly on top of getting the 8% at an annual rate paid on a monthly basis. So you're going to get 8%, maybe another 2% or so on the profit sharing afterwards. Um, so there's a way, and, and it doesn't have any market fluctuation. So if interest rates keep rising, as I think they will, you're not losing your principal as you are if you have it in bonds or utilities. So that, to me, is the perfect solution to get 8% with no market fluctuation versus 2% with lots of capital loss. That's the deal I'm making. So again, if that helps any of you folks, the website again, commercialrealestateincomefunds.com or 888-444-2102. And people can invest in that around the world, not just in America as well. Uh, awesome. Th really appreciate you sharing that opportunity. Uh, you've written quite a few books, Jordan, and one of them that stood out to me when I was looking th on your website, and your website, by the way, is moneyanswers.com. So I was on your website checking out your books, and one of the ones, again, that stood out to me was Fast Profits in Hard Times. 10 strategies to make you rich in an up or down economy. It gives a bit of an overview of what the 10 strategies are. Which 
of those in the current environment well i'm guessing i'm assuming all of them would be a good way to a good strategies right now is that correct jordan or would would you well, yeah, would, are there any in particular nothing. that you know stand out to you right now well i mean it depends if you want income or growth if you want income i just mentioned the commercial real estate income funds another uh, thing that people may not be aware of is what's called peer-to-peer lending uh the two big players there are lending club and prosper.com and what it is, is people want to borrow money to pay off higher interest debts, credit cards, other kinds of loans. And then you lend them money and you find out all about them, uh, what their credit score is, what their profession is, where they're located, what their, have they had any bankruptcies or defaults or anything like that. And you decide as the investor how much risk you want to take. A, credits are very low risk, lower yielding, but chance of default is very low. Yield you get is maybe 6 to 8%. And you can go all the way down to F, which is high yielding, 20%, but obviously taking a lot more risk of default. And you can cho- choose which way you do it. I've done it for years. I tend to do Bs, which tend to be about 8 to 12%, something in that range. And I definitely have had some defaults. But since you have a diversified portfolio, you end up doing quite well. The, the maturities on those typically are three to five years. And again, minimal fees and something like that. So there's a way of earning income depending on where you're willing to just to take risk, that can be as low as 6%, as high as 20%. I wouldn't recommend the Fs because I think you're not going to get paid back a lot. But I, I find the sweet spot to be the Bs where you're getting 8 to 12%. So that's an example of something for income that I think is, is very good in this environment. Some of the other strategies uh, you mentioned in the book are buying liens placed on Le- properties. Buying liens. So that's a tax lien on a property. Thank you. Uh, so what that means is when somebody does not pay their property tax on time, a lien, a tax lien is placed on their property and the local municipality sells that lien to investors who get, and then you, the investor pays the property taxes. And when the homeowner pays their property taxes late, they pay that plus a penalty interest rate, which varies by state from as low as 10% to as high as 25%. So you, the investor, get your principal back, and you get the penalty interest. So you know you're going to get it. You just don't know when you're going to get it. And <laughs> he could pay his taxes a month late or a year late. So, and in the most extreme case, if they don't pay their taxes at all, you get to buy the house for the amount of the taxes. So, say a house is worth three hundred thousand dollars, and the taxes are ten thousand. You pay the ten thousand. If after two years, which is called the rescission period, they haven't paid the 10,000 in taxes, you are in first position to be able to buy, foreclose on the house, and you you bought a $300,000 house for 10,000, and then you put it on the market for 250,000, put it on the market for under, you know, the, the official market value, you invested 10, you earned 250, you've got 25 times your money or something. So most of the times people pay it back, so you're getting the interest rate of 10 to 25%, occasionally you'll hit the home run and actually be able to buy the house as well. So that's what's called tax liens and deeds. Yeah, it's very, it sounds like a very exciting opportunity. I, I remember um, hearing about that. One of the books that I read that I, I also really liked was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and yep. Robert Kiyosaki, and I remember him talking about that as well. I don't know if that's a, that opportunity is available in Australia, but obviously very much so in the, well, in the so US. What, what happens to people when they don't pay their property taxes on time? It must be something similar. Yeah, I really don't know. It's a, it's a yeah. good question. Yeah, it's a good question. <laughs> there, there are databases, 
and you can do it all over the country. You don't just have to do it in your local area as well. Now, each state has slightly different rules and different interest rates, uh, but it's a whole market. There are far more tax liens available than there are investors. So in many cases, you can go into a local municipality and say, what you got? And they say, oh, we got you know, 500 tax liens here. Please buy these things from us because it's, it's their tax revenue. Support the municipality. And eventually, you know, you might get to buy the house at, at a very cheap price. So it's not for everybody, but it's a way of earning some pretty decent yields with the possibility of a huge upside at some point. Some of the other methods that you talk about in the book, number seven is using uh, use put and call options. Right. Um, yeah, talk, so a, bit, talk a bit about that. Conservative ways. There, there are aggressive and conservative ways to do use options. And so I'm recommending the conservative ways. So, for example, you can sell what are called covered calls in your stocks. You own a stock, you sell a call, you receive a premium right away, and that gives you uh, the right to sell that. Uh, you, you have the obligation to sell your stock if the stock goes up in a particular amount by a particular time, which in many cases it doesn't. So the analogy I like to use is like renting out your stock. The analogy is like in, instead of being a, a landlord, you're what I call a share lord, okay, because you are renting out your stocks, you get income, which is the premium, and occasionally you may have to sell it if the thing soars, but that often doesn't happen. So it's a way of augmenting your income quite safely. And you can do the opposite. You can sell put options where somebody is giving you, paying a premium to you for the right if the stock plummets. You sell a put option on a stock you'd like to buy at a lower price anyway, and if it plummets, you get to buy the stock at that amount, but often it doesn't happen. You just get to collect the premium income. So people think of options as wild and crazy, but there are very conservative ways to do options as well. Uh, there's a, a free website called Options Industry Council, and they kind of teach you how all about doing options. So, And that, again, can be done anywhere in the world from your home computer. Mm-hmm. The last one you've got in the list I thought was really interesting as well, um, setting up passive income strategies. Right. Yeah, tell us a bit about how that works. I'm big on passive income. <laughs> There's a guy I've worked with over the years called T. Harv Eker. You may be familiar with him. And, and his whole thing is, is create massive, uh, multiple streams of passive income. So there's all kinds of ways of doing it. I'll just give you two examples. So, for example, I own timeshares from Marriott, and they have very nice timeshares all over the, the world, in fact. And there's a guy that I deal with who rents them out for me. So I literally have to do nothing, <laughs> just give him access to my account. He has the, the people who want to rent it. They do it. He sends me checks. That's it. <laughs> no, no effort whatsoever. And that income pays well more than the annual maintenance. The annual maintenance may be like $600 on the timeshare, and I'll earn three or 4000 um, you know, depending on the time of season and so on. So that's an example of a passive income uh, vehicle. Another example would be um, automatic teller machines, where you can buy ATMs, you put them in various locations, people use them, and you get a fee just for. I didn't realize you could do that. I didn't realize. I thought. I thought. Well, maybe it's different in Australia, but I thought just the banks owned them, and that was it. No one else. Now, now that you might see there's independent ATMs all over the place, and they charge fees. You know, um, another way would be kind of uh, vending machines. I've got a whole chapter on vending machines. So as long as you have stuff that people want in the location they want it, 
it's the ultimate in passive income. You just and you don't have to do it yourself. You can have somebody go fill the machines and collect the cash. You got to make sure they're honest. <laughs> but um, you know whether you you put a soft drinks in a, a health club, right? And people are thirsty. They're gonna put those quarters and things in there. Uh, and today, there's all kinds of things in vending machines. There's organic foods and uh, stickers. All kinds ahead of. Stuff. And you just put them. The key thing with vending machines is to have good locations. So either you can find new locations, or you can buy existing locations. Those people who've had a vending machine in a health club for many, many years are willing to sell it sometimes, and then it's just a little positive cash flow machine there that people, you know, do take their stuff out of. So that's those are some examples of passive income where you just do something to set it up, you buy a timeshare, you get vending machines in the right place, and then it's a little cash machine that keeps coming into you while you're sleeping. Yeah. I love to. I love multiple streams of passive income. And see, those are great strategies you mentioned you can do offline. There's there's lots of online options as well. You can sure. publish books on Kindle, for example, and set up a membership site. There's a f- quite a few different things you but can you're, do. You're an expert in all these things. Certainly, you know, selling things on Amazon, you don't have to have the inventory there are people who buy the stuff you sell, and basically you're like an agent combining, the, matching the buyers and sellers without you having to ship anything. That's kind of a passive income. So this is the way things are going, John, is, is people want to do passive income, and particularly online today, there's just many, many ways uh, to do that. Yeah. And another place that, Jordan, that you provide great value is giving advice to small businesses about managing their debt. Right. Um, can you can you give yeah, can you share that with those uh, sure. business owners? So a lot out there? of small businesses pile up a lot of debt, and then they're just like hiding under their desk to hope it'll all go away. Somehow it doesn't go away. You have to actually deal with it. So there are people that can help you uh, do that, uh, and there's a website called HelpWithPayables.com. HelpWithPayables.com. They've also got a phone number eight seven seven. 377-3669. And what they do is they prioritize business debts. And people don't realize you can do this. So say you have 10 debts. Some are more important than others to you. Okay, An electric utility that could turn your lights off and shut you down tomorrow is a very high priority. A lawyer who did a contract for you five years ago is not a particularly great priority, if you see what I mean. So what they do is they prioritize all your debts based on what they call a leverage ratio, how much leverage that creditor has over your business. So the utility is going to have a very high leverage ratio. The lawyer from five years ago has a very low leverage ratio. And then they deal with the creditors and say, okay, Mr. Creditor, do you want um, 10 cents on the dollar now or are you willing to wait three years and I'll give you 90 cents on the dollar? So they kind of negotiate with the creditors. The creditors then agree. You make a payment to the company, and then they distribute the money to all the creditors, and the end result is you can get on with your business instead of dealing all, spending all your time dealing with these creditors that are hounding you. Okay, You make one payment a month, and they do that. It's a company called Corporate Turnaround that has helped thousands of businesses get out from under debt. They, they, last they told me, about 80% of the businesses they deal with survive and you know go on and do well as opposed to being buried because what happens is a business person is probably going to respond to the squeaky wheel and the person who complains the most is going to get money even though he may not have a very high leverage ratio 
This is not something the average person can figure out how much leverage somebody has. But these people have done this for thousands and thousands of businesses, and they know every creditor and what kind of leverage they have. So anyway, that might help some of your listeners who have business debts. And again, the website for that, helpwithpayables.com, 877-377-3669. Helped a lot of small businesses get out from under uh, huge amounts of debts. Yeah, that's a great resource. Thank you for that, Jordan. One of the last topics I want to talk about today, and by the way, I really appreciate everything you shared with us today. It's been extremely valuable. One of the last topics is about small businesses, how to get good loans, because apparently right. you, you, you were telling me before we got started today that a lot of businesses, small businesses, get ripped off in that area. Terribly, just terribly, terribly. See, since the Dodd-Frank financial regulations came in after the crisis of 2008-2009, the banks have tightened up dramatically and make it really, really, really hard to get small business loans, uh, either at all or in a, certainly in a timely way. They just tie up with huge amounts of requests and bankruptcy and, and, and papers, and just it's a real pain for an awful lot of people. But the good news is there are people and institutions that want to lend to small businesses and don't make you go through all that bureaucracy. For example, hedge funds want to invest in this space because they can earn higher yields. Remember, we talked about the low-yield environment. They can earn yields of 6 or 8 or 10% compared to you know, 2% on treasuries. There is money to be had, but you don't know how to get it. So here's a website that can help you do it. It's called CorporateLendingSolutions.com, and they've got a phone number as well, 877-290-2510. And what they do is they match people who need loans with the people who want to provide loans, so it's a good match. If you need a loan, they go over your whole situation and you know what your cash flows are and help you kind of get yourself ready to apply for a loan. And then they have a whole bunch of different sources that want to lend to small businesses, and they figure out what's, what the best match is. Um, so it's a way of getting loans quicker, cheaper, and going through the banks and spending forever and then getting rejected in the end anyway. Mm. Excellent. Thank you so very much. Again, Jordan, really appreciate you being with us today and sharing all those great resources, the great advice that you have had for us today. Was there any final thoughts that you had before we end today? Take action. Okay. I mean, I see a lot of people, I've just handed you some gems. Okay. How to pay your mortgage off faster, how to earn 8% instead of 2%, how to get, you know, small business loans, all the things we've talked about, take action on these things. Because I often find I hand people these beautiful gems and they say, that's nice, and they don't act. <laughs> so I would say the two greatest forces in personal finance are inertia and apathy. <laughs> people don't do and they don't care about their own money and their own business. Crazy but true. So I want your listeners to be those who take action and put some of these advice, ideas into action and they can always email me at moneyanswers.com. I've got lots of websites and links of all types. And I'm glad to take emails from your listeners as well at moneyanswers.com. Again, thank you so very much, Jordan. Really uh, appreciate you being on the show. So it's Jordan Goodman, moneyanswers.com. Uh, I'm John Lagadakis of uh, johnlagadakis.com. Thank you so very much, everyone, for being here today and joining us on our podcast. Hey, John Lagadakis here. If you got something out of today's podcast episode, make sure to subscribe to the podcast as each week I'm doing more of these valuable interviews. Also, share it with your friends. Now, if you want to get in contact with me, 
you can do so anytime through my website johnlegadakis.com. There's also a lot of great free resources there to help you to get more traffic and leads for your business. This is John Legadakis signing off. I'll see you all next time.